Yorkshire Fitness Podcast. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode hosted by Gray and Mark Lawson of Johns Health and Fitness and Mark Elm of Leeds Peck University, where we take training theory and science onto the gym floor. Hey up everybody, welcome back, episode 10 of the Yorkshire Fitness Podcast. Here we go, so today we're going to talk about sleep. Um, wow, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we've just been saying on it, this is a massive topic, obviously. We are not scientists, we don't have, we're not going to give any secret information away of how your brain works and stuff like that. We're just going to talk about the importance of sleep and the things that we've researched and people, what, what's been around for, as we've just been talking about, hundreds of years. Just briefly, we just kind of mentioned it, didn't we, a second ago, boys? Um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, there's like quotes and things on the importance of sleep and how it's with you, really good for your health and longevity and this and that. But we've known about it, obviously, as a human race. We need sleep, don't we? It's part of us. Makeup is 36% on average of us life is spent asleep. Or it should be. Or it should be. Uh, so in, let's yeah. put that into perspective. If you live till you're 90 year old, 32 years on average would be spent asleep. So that's quite scary. So I think that just proves the importance of it, doesn't it? Uh, we've been talking about it quite a bit this week. We were, we were telling you earlier, and with, with the clocks changing, I'm sure every, I'm sure anybody listening to this, if you had to set an alarm this week on Monday morning, it hits you quite hard, doesn't it? The, the clocks going forward because yeah. all of a sudden you're back into it's pitch black again. And you've lost that hour of sleep. I felt like I were in the middle of it. felt like it was middle of the night again, Monday morning. I didn't even know what day. I thought it was Thursday. Monday morning, I woke up. It was, I honestly did. I didn't know where I was. It was crazy. And how, but how many people and all will have gone? Well, I'm getting up at six, but really it's five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really it's five. Because it's, it is, isn't it? You're, you're way off. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a... Yeah, and I had recovered from it yet, I don't think. It, it affected me, this clock changing. I don't think I've fully recovered by it. I think yeah. when, you, when you are setting an alarm and getting up early, it, it, it's still throwing you out, in it? It, takes, it obviously takes a while to get used to that, going to bed, yeah. going to bed at the, your new time and getting up. Because to start with, you can't go to bed. You can't just go, I'll go to bed an hour earlier. Because you just don't sleep. When you're in a bit of a sleep routine, which I'm quite good with, you know, like about 10 o'clock, half 10, boom. You, you can't just go, I'll just go to bed at half nine and it'll be all right. Because at half nine still, you might have only just got in house, and, but you know, like, so you're still wired a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, it just, it yeah, definitely throws your body clock out a bit, yeah. 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 Have you, Elm and all, have you been saying this week? Yeah, so I, I, I came up with a wonderful strategy um, on Saturday night. So uh, rather than letting it ruin uh, Sunday, I went to bed at seven o'clock. <laughs> to get on Saturday night? Yeah, uh, well, the, the the irony of this episode is it was like, well, I, I think we should talk about sleep, but I've got two young kids. So I don't want to sleep is something other people do anyway. So I can, <laughs> I can go to bed three, four, five a.m. in the morning or seven o'clock in the afternoon, uh, in the evening. It makes no difference because kids are five, five month old baby is going to get me up whether I've had enough sleep or not. So, yeah, I kind of live like that for the last five months. So it, it kind of doesn't really bother me the, the, the clock's going back. It's my life anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> probably haven't had as much. We've all, all, all had and it. 
yeah, you just wait for them to go through and start sleeping through. Then it'll be be a bastard when it when it happens. But at the moment, I'm just getting up at four o'clock in the morning anyway. Oh, yeah, ours are a bit older, aren't they? So we're yeah. through that stage. But I don't no, know. No, they've gone the other way. They're kind of going to bed at four a.m. instead of getting up at four a.m. Yeah, that's what they do. Um, yeah, I, I remember it well, mate. I remember having days where you just so you, you're kind of functioning, you're getting through the day, but you just you just kind of not with it are you you're, you're tired you, you nothing functions proper does it yeah. you can't operate at 100 um when you are absolutely knackered and the baby is prime example because it's continuous as well it's not that you've had one bad night's sleep it's just night after night after night you've just got to you've just got to get through it haven't you yeah um yeah so that's kind of why we thought today it'd be a good thing so this is ironic for me because um i can't do anything about anything i'm going to talk about today it's a little bundle of joy he's going to get in my way but um when she starts sleeping through this is is definitely the thing we we, we i miss the most um so one of the things we put on on our, on our social feed was like sleep is the one thing that helps you do everything without you doing anything like yeah. you just have to go to sleep and if you do it right and, and you get enough sleep everything else just gets better but yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people know why or put enough importance on it or more importantly know how to get a best night's sleep, and that sounds an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. Like, I mean, I don't know how to go to sleep, but the number of people that will turn around to you, I, I can't get to sleep on a night, I can't get to sleep on a night, I, I can't turn off, I can't do this. We just talked about it a minute ago is that the modern world is not designed to promote quality sleep. If you go back to pre industrial Britain, you worked outside, so when it went dark, you couldn't work, and well, there was not a great deal to do, so you went to sleep. Yeah. And you woke up when the sun came up, and that was it. That that was <coughs> sun defined when you were sleeping, when you were awake, and you slept more in the winter, and you were awake more in the summer. That that was as complicated as life got as regards sleep. But now, the world is twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So it's not the world we live in is not designed to promote us getting really quality sleep, and and that means we have to be more proactive <coughs> in getting that better sleep. Absolutely. No, yeah, totally agree. Um, it, it's like, it's all, I've just been chatting about what ladder I've just trained before. It's almost seen as a sign of weakness. If you, you know, like if you say, oh, I need, oh, I need eight hours sleep, mate. It's like, whoa, what's wrong with you? You know, like it, yeah. it's, it's even seen as a bit of a, yeah. there's there, there's a quote in that we learned it on with, with the TED Talk we listened to. And little Maggie Thatcher, I suppose, she said, yeah. sleeps for wimps. Yeah. And it all comes along with, like you said, the industrialised Britain that people, bosses, People like that don't want you to be asleep. They want you working. They want you earning money as long, as many hours as possible. I think there's a book, as a, a friend of mine read it, not long back, and he thought it was like the greatest thing. It was like the 5am club. Like, those people are working at 5am and doing things at 5am are better than the people that are still in bed. Like, yeah. that's great, but what about the, the 9 o'clock going to bed club? Because that's, yeah. that's, that's what it means. Like, if you want to be up at 5am, you're going to have to go to bed that much earlier so all those yeah. people are still working at nine o'clock. They're still doing what you're doing. They're just doing it a different time of day. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it makes no sense. Then you see stuff coming out of Sweden where they're going to like three-day or four-day work weeks and it's more about life balance, but actually be much more productive in those times than, than like being on the constant grind all the time. It's, back, it's really inefficient. Like if you're just grinding yeah. all the time, you're not working well. You're just doing more active hours and it's not particularly and it helpful. We were saying it, it's not, but it becomes not sustainable, doesn't it? You know, like, because yeah. sooner or later someone's going to break down, whether you just go, I can't do this anymore, or your body tells yeah. you that you can't do it anymore. Do you know, so sooner or later, as I, 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 we have been on about it quite a bit, 
But I said it's a little bit like a crash diet, in it? These people who do a, an eight-week strip to get down uh, for, a, for their holiday. Or, it's not uh, sustainable, is it? And it's the same with that. If you're going to just keep going, hey, what did, you, what did you, my mum always say? Like, uh, what did they always say? Burn it candle at both ends. Yeah. You know, like, you, but you can't, can you? You can't do everything. Something's going to give. Eventually, something will break down. So, yeah, so... But then you're going to tell us a little bit more why, aren't you? A little bit. And just, yeah. just go into a little bit more detail on why and what, what happens when we sleep. Yeah. Can I, can, I just, uh, can I just briefly jump in a little bit before you do? I, I would say I've always had an idea of the importance of sleep. I think there'll be loads of people, or, or yeah. if, if loads of people listen to this, can relate to this. I've had an idea of the importance of sleep and I've always loved my sleep and I have always tried to get yeah. a good house because I just know feel like shit if I don't get to sleep so that's based so I've always known the importance of it but I've never actually known why what it's the reasons why do you feel like shit afterwards you know like and, and, and it's and all how important and, it is. and just how yeah, important yeah. it is yeah. like I, I didn't know so I feel a little bit pig-headed for not ever actually looking into it further I can't believe just from us discussing this podcast topic how we've just spoke about it more and then listened and, and researched it a bit more I've just I've learned loads myself um, so I think and be, if I'm saying that, I know that there'll be loads of other people saying it because I've actually given, I've tried helping people, trying to help them get into better sleep patterns and talked yeah, about yeah. sleep. Joe, one of Lasses who I train, she really struggles and we, we talk about it nearly on a weekly basis, you know, changing her alarm times for getting up and snoozing and stuff like that. It's like, that's no good yeah. for you. But I've never been able to go, but boom, and so I've sent her some stuff off. Well, we both, haven't we? And yeah. We've chatted about it more. So, um, so that'll be great, Elm, for you to go into a little bit deeper for people. Yeah, well, we'll hopefully cover some of the, the fundamentals of what, what I think or I hope people will find it useful to understand about sleep. And again, it, the idea of getting a good night's sleep is not new. I like, this is like no shit show that kind of moment, in it? But I don't think people really understand the costs of, like, yes, they know they feel bad. I don't feel energetic and they know they feel a bit tired, but it's kind of digging below that. What What's the kind of consequences and, and we're talking about things like people wanting to be healthier fitter lose weight get stronger and we'll try to kind of dig into how it affects those things so i like to start off by going well what what does it mean to have a good night's sleep and i think that's something that people don't quite yet appreciate um because it's always based on sleep length like how like you should have eight hours of sleep well, we've all had a good night's sleep and a bad night's sleep but can be both of the same amount of time um, so what I'm going to try and do today, which is a little bit different from previous podcasts, I'm going to put some images on the screen. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be, should be able to see these. If you're a podcast listener, uh, obviously you can't see things on a podcast, but if you do hop over to our YouTube channel, you should be able to see what, what it is we're looking at. So I'm just going to pop this on screen now for, um, for, the, for the viewers on YouTube. Um, and you should be able to see that. Hopefully, Graham, Mark, you, you can see that. Okay. We've done uh, that, yeah. It's what we call sleep architecture. And sleep comes in waves and cycles. So we don't just go to sleep and then stay asleep and then wake up. You kind of you have these ups and downs. So you, you might have heard of it called REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. That's the kind of initial light phase of sleep where you're kind of just dropping off. And then we dip down into what's called deep sleep. And deep sleep is really important. That's where the magic of sleep occurs. So we have this period during our nighttime sleep where we'll kind of draw down into deep sleep then we'll come back out of it and dip back down again and come back up and then so we just have these constant sleep cycles 
So a good night's sleep is where we accumulate a number of deep sleep cycles. So if you wake up in the middle of a deep sleep pattern artificially, that's really bad because you're not, you're not wanting to do that. You're in a real, it's what's called an alarm state, a stressed state. You're going to wake up stressful. Whereas if you wake up in this period of REM sleep, your body's naturally coming out towards wakefulness anyway. So when you wake up in these sleep cycles can have a big impact on how good a night's sleep you've had. So you might be uh, like six hours in, uh, but you wake up in the middle of one of your deep sleep phases. And that feels like you're waking up actually being dragged out of sleep. So even if you've had a good six hours, you still feel terrible because you've been pulled away from this deep sleep phase. You're not risen naturally. So that, that's something about sleep architecture, not just about how long you sleep for, it's how deeply you sleep and how many sleep cycles you get. So I'll just come out of that, that um, screen share for a second. That's definitely something that will be happening to you at the moment, mate, with the little one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so it doesn't matter where <laughs> I am. Ah, yeah. I, um, so... Um, one of the first tips I can give today is to use the natural alarms you can get. And a natural alarm will start about 30 minutes before you set your wake-up time. It'll start to very slowly emit some kind of gentle noise, like natural noises, things that you would get in the environment, like birds tweeting, that kind of stuff. But really, really very, very subtle at the beginning. And like over 30 minutes, progressively get more um, obvious. So that's naturally telling your body that it's time to wake up. We start pulling it, you know, these kind of traditional alarm clocks that are like, blank, yeah, 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 yeah. That's when you get this big number of cortisol oh, yeah, in stress states. But if you have these natural alarms, it kind of pulls you out. So that, that's the first thing about kind of length and depth of sleep. So if you want a good night's sleep, it's about how deeply you sleep and how many number, time, number of times you get into deep sleep. So that, that's the first thing about sleep. Um, and roughly a sleep, that's about a sleep cycle that's about 90 minutes. So you kind of think about um, seven and a half hours or nine hours. That if you get to eight hours, that's great if your natural sleep cycle is about eight hours. But if you are eight hours in the middle of a deep sleep phase, you don't want to be pulled out of that. So the natural alarms are really good to make sure that you never never have that, that stressed. So, so these natural alarms, I've, actually, I've got one actually, but it's unplugged at the minute. I'm not using it. Um, so they're the ones that like, you can get ones, uh, a Lume, I think mine's a Lume, and it just yeah. started, it gives off a bit of gradual light, doesn't it? That can yeah. work the same way. So you, you start stirring. And I, I was using it last winter, and it was brilliant. And then I don't know yeah. why I haven't used it this year. In an ideal world, you would wake up naturally. Yes. We don't, we don't live in a world where we have the opportunity to wake up naturally other light noises, stuff starts happening around us and that, that kind of gets in the way. And obviously that's all, all good and well if you don't have to be somewhere in the morning. If you have to be at the gym at six o'clock in the morning, your natural wake-up time is five, five past 10. That's not going to be great for you. So no, natural, natural cycles are a, a really um, good opportunity. Yeah. So why? Why is deep sleep the important thing to have? Well, what happens in deep sleep is we have this big hormonal reset. All of our hormones um, go through their kind of release cycles and actually clear out and, and resolve all the body's issues that have accrued across the day. Uh, and there's, there's kind of two kind of categories of hormones that happen or kind of get churned out in the middle of the night when you deep sleep that really govern what's going to happen to us the next day, both from an appetite and food perspective and also from a kind of a training response point of view. So um, I'll put the, the next slide up now if I can. Um, 
uh, SlideShare again. So this is a bit clunky for the um, for the people listening, but hopefully the people watching will um, appreciate it. Yes, we've got some hormones that govern our appetite. So we've got two, uh, ghrelin and leptin. So what happens is uh, we have an increase of ghrelin in poor sleep. So ghrelin makes us much more hungry and crave crap food, basically. We become sugar missiles. I'm going to find out um, the chocolates of chocolate bars, the, the sweetest of drinks, uh, the, the fry-ups. Basically, we are, we are missiles for food that is not good for us. Couple so that's when you sleep. That's if you don't get enough sleep. Now, this is for if you are if you've got your broken sleep, you're eating, your them hormones are increased. Yes, that's absolutely right. And then we've got <clears> this <throat> other hormone it's called leptin, which is uh, our fullness um, hormone that tells us kind of how full we feel. So we added to that, we don't have as much of that. So we can eat more. We want to eat more crap, but we also don't feel as full having eaten the same amount. So that's a really kind of wicked mixture of. I can now eat lots of crap or far more crap than would have done if I slept really well. Now, you imagine you've had a hangover. Hangover, like alcohol, is really bad for sleep. You don't sleep very well with alcohol. What do people then go and do the morning after a night out and they've had a lot of alcohol? They've had poor sleep. The alcohol's played around with the blood sugars as well, so that's not helping. What do the people then go and do after a hangover? Fry, Fry up. Oh, absolutely. So that, that, that's one of the kind of the, the hormonal, the kind of hormone triggers that, that drive us to that. So we talked a little bit about before um, that why does sleep become important when we try to create new habits and build new lifestyles? Well, we talked in previous episodes about habits and creating new habits. Um, if your new habit is very different to your, your existing lifestyle, you, you've now got two hormones pushing you as aggressively away from the diet and lifestyle that you want you don't have any emotional control over that anymore because your hormones are telling you to eat this crap food and that's a bit of it a lot of it because you're not going to feel full yeah. so if you don't have great sleep and that's every single day every single day you wake up the next day you're going to be fighting for foods that you don't know you know you shouldn't want or shouldn't eat so you, you, you if you're then going to kind of attack it with exercise that's great, but we know we've talked about this before. You can't outburn a, a, a bad diet. You can you can fight fires a little bit, but you can't outrun it for long. And let's be honest, if you've had a bad night's sleep, you've had a gut full of fry up in the morning, the last thing you feel like is training. Yeah. But you're right about that. I mean, I think going through the stage you're going through now with little ones, but and then like you said, with drink when you don't sleep, there's going on things. I think everybody has been through that stage, haven't they? Where you, and you do just want. You just, you just pick up out. I mean, everybody who you talk to go, well, it's either they go for a McDonald's or they go for, they always, it's always shit food, isn't it? Nobody ever wakes up on over or tired and says, oh, I could murder a chicken salad. You know, like, it's, or a bowl it of just, porridge. It just, yeah, yeah. Of it just I'm desperate for some smashed avocado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't, so it's not, it's not a sign of weakness. That's just the, yeah. you, that's the, that's the mind, that's the hormones. Yeah. yeah. Telling you that's what you need to eat. So yeah. we've got, we've got so, that, that layer of hormones. That's actually our kind of hunger appetite kind of layer. Then we've yeah. got our, uh, our kind of a training-based hormones, our kind of anabolic and catabolic hormones, the, those that are responsible for building up and, and breaking down the muscle tissue. Yeah. So in deep sleep, we release growth hormone and testosterone. And they're the ones that are building up muscle tissue. 
Um, so if we don't get to deep sleep, we're not going to get any of that. Now, whether you're male or female, it depends on the, the amount you'll produce, but we're all, everybody needs it because that's a natural turnover. So we all need muscle mass. Now, yeah, we talked to a couple of weeks ago that males are more likely to build more of it and females less of it, but we all have to have it. And the more yeah. of it we have, the better we're going to be. To, to a degree, I appreciate, but if we don't have muscle mass, we're not going to move around and we're not going to burn the calories at rest that we talked about. So you're not going to have that buildup that we, that, and you're not going to, but you have more cortisol, which is our stripping down of muscle hormone. So actually we've got what I call this kind of perfect mix of skinny fat. So you're going to loads of people are going to get skinnier, like muscle mass wise, because we're building down, we're breaking down more than we're building up. And we've got this hormone stuff going on, which means that we are laying on fat because we're eating crap food and we're eating more and more of it and having less muscle mass. We're getting this kind of, less muscle mass, more fat, less muscle mass, more fat. This is constantly happening because you are not getting those deep sleep cycles. Yeah. So you can't fight that with training because hormones are going to overpower your, your training response. And your training response is not going to be there because you've not got the hormones for it. And as we've said, if you have three nights bad sleep, nobody in their right mind wants to do a hard training session. They just want to go and sleep and eat crap. Yes, you do. Yeah. So it, it's... It's the one thing that helps everything by doing nothing. And, and that's the best way. Because if you want to have a health and fitness goal, the best place to start is sleep because it doesn't require you to do anything. Just go to bed better. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about some ideas about how you can do that. Because it's, it's all going to be well telling you saying this is what you need. And then the not kind of following through that, how you would get better sleep. And that, that's why. So, if people are kind of saying, um, I'm struggling to meet my fitness goals and they're coming to the gym consistently and they're telling you the diet's okay, I'm kind of, my, my red flags are going down and going, how much sleep are you getting and how good is that sleep? It's not just about how much, but if you're not getting those deep sleep cycles, it's not enough. Chances it's are, all that stuff. yeah, yeah. But chances are as well, on top of all that, because of its uh, effect on your immune system and all, there's all stuff on your immune system in there. The chance are that you're going to be poorly or more, you're going to, you know, like you're going to be more susceptible to getting, you know, picking up any illness that's going around and everything else, which then all has a knock on effect. It, you, you, you lose training days by being poorly, don't you? Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. I mean, so we, you, it's just, it's a continue. There's no good from having like, there's, there's nothing good from. So all these people who are coming out there and saying, you know, like get up and grind, you know, get into the grind and training. I'm in at gym at 5 a.m. Unless they're going, like you said, unless they're going to bed at night. You know, like eight and nine o'clock at night, then it's probably pretty counterproductive in it in long haul. Uh, it's not. A, it's not. A, again, it's not a sustainable way of, of training and um, and living, is it? No, it's, it's like people wear a badge of honor, don't they? Going, I have that sense of pride. Yes. That I've, I've only had four hours sleep and I'm okay. Like, well, 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 right. Yeah. And no, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not naive. Like, I'm going through now where there's I have only so much control of what sleep I get, and that won't last forever. And trust me, as soon as the little one's sleeping through 12 hours, I'd be like, I'm, I'm having some sleep. I'm, I've got six months of sleep debt to catch up on. So the, there is, there is uh, an appreciation that not everybody can control when they go to sleep and how much sleep they have. Yeah. I, we, I get that, that we have life, but control what you can control and, and get as much of it as you possibly can. So I think there's two groups of people that are kind of speaking to today. Well, probably three, the three people that know what we're talking about now and and going, yep, you've just re reconfirmed what I knew already. Trying to get to those people that don't think sleep is as important as, as it really is. And under, hopefully they understand 
what the implications of bad sleep are. So if those people on a mission to, to perform better, to lose weight, to get stronger, whatever it is they want to do. And, and cognitively as well, like brain function, your brain is not functioning as well. And if, and I don't need to tell anybody that one because like nobody focuses as well as they should after a bad night's sleep. But our brain is, is, is kind of flushed out and repaired overnight in deep sleep as well. So there's a huge amount of benefits from being better, having better sleep. And the other group of people that know what we're saying now and, and, and believe and trust what we're saying, but still can't get that better sleep. And I suppose that's the bit that we need to get into next is, yeah, yeah great, sold us, but what do we do? Yeah, Mark, before we go on, because it's relevant because of this week and all, the, the facts that were in that TED Talk, one of them when we're, uh, that we've watched this week, well, this with uh, it, it was saying that we all take part in one of the biggest sleep studies, well, in the biggest sleep study that, that there is, and that's when they change clocks forward and back uh, twice a year. And this, and I think the figures were, I'm pretty sure, that when we get the, an hour less, like we've just had this time, that following day, there's, 21, there's a daily increase of 21% of heart attacks that day. Um, on that day, you know, like consistently throughout, you know, like each time. And then also a similar percentage of car accidents and suicides even. So that proves that it messes with your mental health as well as your physical health, doesn't it? And then your reaction time. So it's proven that all them three things. And I think it said when we get an extra hour in autumn, when the, when the fall back clocks, uh, that them figures are pretty much reversed. So... Um, I think it proves that most of us are probably living on edge of what's what's all right for us. So when we get that extra hour, we're better. That hour less is is crucial, isn't it? So yeah, it's um, scary how one hour sleep can make such a yeah difference. yeah when it's done to one everybody. That, you know that it's it's yeah. noticeable in percent in daily averages. So I think and that is really so. The then when we then when we talk about then the value of it and then how we get it and it makes it even more important, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, like I say, it's absolutely scary. Just kind of the range of different responses from just one hour of less sleep. Um, yeah. So should we get into kind of how do we get better sleep? Yes, definitely. So, yeah. So what the, the next bit of information we show is a little bit about um, what's called sleep pressure. Sleep pressure is the thing that makes us go to sleep. So we all have it. Um, and this is where you can't keep your eyes open anymore. That's kind of sleep pressure. Like forcing yourself to sleep doesn't particularly work. We're going to build some sleep pressure. So hopefully you can see that. So uh, we have this period of, of, of awakefulness. And then this says 11 o'clock. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm not going to bed at 11. I'm way, way earlier than that. Literally, yeah, last so night, like, I, yeah, my eyes I really struggle getting to 11. Yeah, uh, and then uh, awake at seven o'clock again. That's I've, I've done a day's work by seven o'clock uh, these days. Anyway, so we have as as we go through the day, we build up sleep pressure. I'm not going to think of the neurochemistry of that, but basically, the more active we are during the day, it builds and increases sleep pressure. So, the more active your brain is, the more active our muscle masses, our, our bodies are, and the more muscle mass we have the more ATP that we burn, and it's the ATP burning that uh, generates uh, signals in the brain to go to sleep. So this is why that if you've had a very, very busy day, that you'll sleep more than a normal resting day. So that's, that's, that's what causes it. So if you are one of these people that's really struggling to go to sleep, uh, increasing your physical activity, or increasing your mental activity will help with that. That's my first bit of advice about 
kind of if you can be more active again i use those words carefully if you can be more active i appreciate that some people listen to this going i can't sleep and i'm already very active so i'm not talking to you those people but if you are struggling to go to sleep and you don't think you're as active as you could be either mentally or physically that's the good place to start not necessarily by doing a gym session but increasing your daily physical activity would be a good thing to do I think most people will be able to relate with that quite well, mate. When you think it's one of it's probably one of the most common things that we get said is like, you know, after a really good session, or if you've got people generally say, Christ, I'll sleep tonight. Yeah. I think we just say, don't we? If, if you've been out in fresh air all day or been for a really long walk or trained really hard, you'll go, God, I'll sleep tonight. Can't wait. And and so I think we all know subconsciously, don't we? Yeah, yeah. We all know that a bit of exercise, like you said, the more stimulation, brain stimulation, body, it, it helps sleep. Yeah, and nothing, nothing's new. Nothing's like nothing. It's common sense, isn't it? It's no, yeah, no yeah. kind of groundbreaking science there. But we understand a little bit more about the, the science behind why that's the case. But again, definitely, like, yeah. yeah we, we all we all know that's common sense. So the next kind of couple of things we're going to share are, um, are some real kind of strategies that people can put in place. So say somebody's already active and can't get to sleep on the night. What, what can we be doing that might help? So here's some, um, some things we can look at. So I want to call back sleep hygiene. And it's not about hand washing and brushing your teeth. It's about kind of the environment. So the first thing to do is like you need to recreate um, what it's like to be camping outside in the middle of nowhere as best as you can so imagine that we are animals living as, as animals do in the out in the countryside there's no noise there's no light and it's pretty cool outside of the night and that's what your bedroom should be like so uh, blackout curtains where you can so block out the outside light just get rid of anything that's a source of light in the bedroom so it's like standby lights on the tvs or radios mobile anything that emits light just get turn off and completely uh, noiseless. Should be basically a sterile room if you can make it, and quite cool. So imagine thinking that you are outside. If something is quite warm, that's telling your body it's the middle of the day. It's cold outside at night, and it's warm during the middle of the day. That's typical kind of how the day works. So the cooler your bedroom is, again, within reason, the more likely you are to drop to sleep. So that, that's the environment of the bedroom itself. Yeah. Then it's creating a bedtime routine, a nighttime routine. And, and again, I, I, I say this with a pinch of salt, make the bedroom for sleeping and nothing else. Again, I'll leave you to interpret that as everybody wants to. <laughs> yeah. um, because you're trying to take your brain, this is a relaxing place that, the, where we go to sleep. Um, if it associates that with other things, again, open to interpretation, then you're going to start to get, the brain starts to turn into something else. It starts to get activated to watch something else let's use the example of watching television in bed if you watch tv in bed all the time your brain is actively trying to pay attention to the television so that's when it's going to start to think about oh, i don't want to be going to sleep because i should be paying attention to something so that that's um part of of the environment in a routine think about uh, trying to warm your brain down cool your brain down so um, the analogy I try to give people is if you've kind of driv driven somewhere, you've driven an hour to get home and then you, you turn the keys off in the car and get out, the car engine is still turning over, isn't it? You can hear the, the engine still ticking over. And that is your brain at the end of the day. Even though you might have finished work, your brain is still processing and active and, and going, oh, going things. We need to bring that down a level. So things like um, creating a bedtime routine, which progressively gets less and less demanding on the brain is helpful. So turning lights off, 
of reducing the amount of light coming into the brain, um, not doing like mentally stimulating, challenging things at night, having things like uh, wellness or st stress relieving activities like yoga or something like that. I mean, it's not for everybody. I can't say I do it, but if that, that helps you unwind, then brilliant. Uh, reading a book can be, I mean, I, I've, I've trained my brain now to read like, they will laugh at me because I read like, a, like two lines of a book and I'm asleep. Because it's like a trigger. It's like almost like a trigger to go. Yeah, you've got to, yeah, you've burned yourself into it, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. If, I, if I'm reading in bed, it's like you, you're going to sleep now. Like, okay, three, three, like, like three words in and like gone. Um, so there's routines you can have, and there's triggers as well that keep the brain awake. So things like um, exercising at night um, is a stimulating thing for the brain. It's invigorating the brain. It's releasing these positive hormones. Lots of things that we want to have, but if that's close to bedtime. It's like fighting a natural urge. It's like, do you want me to be awake? Or do you want me to be asleep? It doesn't make any sense. So timing when you go to bed. So if you've got like evening clients, which I'm sure you've got a lot of, like when they've got a bed is going to be impacted on, like you can't literally leave the gym and then go to bed. It's, the body doesn't work like that. You have to bring it down a level. So things like- Is, is there any, sorry mate, let me just break it. Is there any sort of time limit on that? You know, like, you know, like they say caffeine, is it- for five hours before it's you plan to sleep, you should you should make sure the caffeine is out completely before you try and go to bed. Even if you feel like it doesn't keep you awake, it still interrupts your sleep, right? Your sleep yeah. plans. And is, is there like a three-hour cutoff point or one hour? I haven't seen a specific number put on um, exercise no, sleep. I would imagine somewhere between two to three hours, depending on the person, and yeah. depending on how they train themselves, and depending how you leave that. So, for example, we used to do, uh, when I to finish at York, we, we added in some, like, deep breathing stuff um, at the end of the sessions. So, uh, by focusing on breathing and basically lay down flat on the ground, they did some, like, really deep breathing. And you have two nervous systems, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. One is our fight-or-flight response, and one is, like, a normal working response. So, when you're training, you're in the sympathetic, alert, fight-or-flight response which is not really kind of conducive to sleep because it basically means someone's trying to kill you. And sleeping more, someone's trying to kill you is not helpful to your survival. So we need to turn that system off and turn the other system back on again. So you can, um, at the end of your session, put in a cool down and let in that cool session with literally some deep relaxing breathing, turn the lights off, turn the music off. I say lights off, not everything, just safety work wise. But just literally slide the floor, calm, right, do some breathing. Um, stretching can be, cannot be. Depends on how painful the stretch is, because if you're in pain, you're not really calming down. Yeah, some stretching is. Yeah, depending on how tight you are, what you've done in the session. Yeah. So just have, a, have like five minutes of like deep breathing, just to turn the sympathetic nervous system off and turn the parasympathetic nervous system on and just kind of get used to being in this kind of uh, relaxed state and then going home. But again, they're going to get in the car, put music on. There's only so much you can do, but you've, you've made a start on that. Yeah, that might be <laughs> worth trying that. Yeah. yeah, just getting that kind of two nervous system to kind of turn flip between the two because we live in this stressed out state uh, and then adding more stress in the night is not helpful to sleep. But again, we live in a world where we can't control everything. So it's just putting strategies in place. So you mentioned their caffeine. Caffeine has a half-life around about eight hours. So we say kind of lunchtime is roughly when you want to be stopping drinking caffeine. Um, at upper limit, maybe three o'clock in the afternoon, depending when you want to go to bed. Um, but yeah, if lunchtime, mid-afternoon, anything after that is definitely going to impact on your ability to go to sleep. Um, that is something I've done at all lately. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty conscious of that at the minute. I'm, I'm trying to stop. Yeah, 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 well, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 
that's me done with, with coffee. I don't, I don't have caffeine after that point. I found decaf coffee is, is a solution for me because I get, I get the habit of drinking coffee. I do I drink it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but drinking decaf coffee is kind of, I've, I've kind of kept the habit without the consequences. So yeah. that, that, that can be a, a strategy, um, especially if at night, if you're trying to not eat, if you're doing like intermittent fasting and you don't want to eat at night and you're hungry because hungry is not a great thing for sleep either, but neither is no. eating. So the thing I say about if you're hungry at night, hunger comes in waves. So you just got to ride out that wave and eventually it'll go and then you can get to sleep. But having a, like a decaf coffee gives that sense of fullness without the, the impact of, of kind of affecting your sleep. Um, yeah. The big thing for me, I think, is, is like mobile devices and um, audiovisual devices like your phones, tablets, TVs. They emit what's called blue light. <coughs> uh, so if you look outside the window, at the moment, we've got no snow and I can see blue light coming from the sky. That blue light is received by my brain to tell me that's the middle of the day and I should be awake. At night, we don't have any blue light outside. It's dark. And that's, again, my brain picks up on that and says, right, it's nighttime, it's sleep time. That's how the brain should be working. But at nighttime, if we then transmit blue light into our eyes through our mobile devices, uh, TVs, that kind of thing, the brain doesn't know whether that's from sunlight or from, from anything else. It, it just sees blue light and therefore it will keep you awake. So the, the, most mobile phones these days have like a nighttime mode. So using a nighttime mode would definitely be something else. You can get like blue blocky glasses. So you put glasses on and that stops blue light getting through into your eyes as well. So again, that's one thing. Um, but the other thing about mobile devices, you're literally plugged into social media or the world and you can have this constant feed of stuff coming through to you. So just put it on do not disturb. Like say you have a like, cut off time, say whatever somebody sends to me now, I'll still be there at nine o'clock in the morning. Very rarely do I get anything that that, that is life threatening, something that I need to respond to this second. If somebody posts a reel on Instagram, it's not important I see it now. I can still watch it tomorrow. And if I don't, who cares? Um, but that's kind of our life is clawing into unless it's our, one of ours unless it's one of ours man. But you wouldn't post at 9 o'clock at night would you you post yeah. it in the middle of the day because you're <laughs> you two are fast asleep yeah, no, at 9 o'clock so it's not going to be from you no you're right there mate or I'm not far off yeah I, I think that I think that's a massive one because yeah. I, I just think people just live now don't they yeah. with these it, yeah. it's just so I think if you can get into that routine of putting them away I don't know I've made a habit of it definitely <laughs> I don't I, I'm proper sad I've got bedtime reminder flashes up on mine and it and I got don't get notifications after that yeah. point and, it, and I've got a bedtime reminder. It wasn't that impressive when I was sat having a beer with a uh, with a few blokes from time before and that thing and it got to quarter <laughs> ten and, and <laughs> my, bed, my, my bedtime reminder came up on board while I was sat having a beer. <laughs> this, is, this is how bad my life has got lately. I got woken up by my wind down reminder. Fast asleep. Oh, oh wind down. <laughs> what <laughs> what three <laughs> boring men we are. Yeah. yeah. yeah but we're oh Jesus. Sleep, <laughs> we, we said at the beginning we are the uh, last of summer wine of fitness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three boring men or go, what? So go, going back that's to what this podcast should have been called three, three boring men three boring men of health and fitness <laughs> <laughs> imagine that right. we'll stick the Yorkshire fitness I think. 
Uh, going back to the caffeine thing, some people might not know this. I only <coughs> recently learned this. So I've always thought I was a um, kind of a non-responder to caffeine. I've always thought I can have a coffee half an hour before I go to bed. And you know, if you're out for a meal or whatever, I'd have a coffee and I go to bed. And as far as I'm aware, I sleep. Now, I didn't know that it doesn't stop you from like the sleep, what you think of being asleep. It's a bit like the alcohol thing, isn't it? You think you're asleep, but you're yeah. not. You're not actually in your... You're not getting the, the waves of deep sleep. You're not getting the correct sleep, so your body's not going through the hill. So yeah. it interrupts with your yeah. sleep patterns properly, doesn't it? So yeah. soon as I, well, I found that, I'm like, right, that's it, boom. Yeah. So I never drink coffee now. After I, I, Like, four o'clock's my cut-off. I've got, like, a six-hour-ish. Four o'clock, I won't have a coffee after four. Unless I'm out somewhere and I fancy a coffee. Uh, odd now and again odd now and again it might happen you know if you're having a meal sometimes you fancy a coffee yeah. after a meal don't you if you've had a nice feed and you fancy a coffee what's better coffee or a beer who knows well if it's a curry you can have a beer beforehand and a coffee afterwards aren't you yeah of course you are yeah I never have a <laughs> beer I after a meal I can't drink anyway me I'm done that's me unless it's a, yeah so a coffee sometimes happens but yeah generally at home I would never have a coffee late on now Right. But if you, if you still feel the need to have something like that, decaf is is a is an option, and yeah, a lot more of those available now that used to be kind of harder to find, but now yeah, dead easy to get decaf coffee. So there are kind of some some easy strategies, and the other thing as well is you can train your brain to go to sleep at the same time. If you have a routine and stick to that routine, a bit like our habits episode, if you have this, like, a pre bed routine, we do relatively similar things at the same time every single night. You don't, you take the choice of going to sleep out of your equation. You, it just happens to you, like going 10 o'clock, I didn't go to bed. And then like 30 seconds later, you're fast asleep. That takes time to get to that stage, but it is entirely doable. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm not saying people should build the whole day around going to bed at night. That's that's kind of the flip of what we're trying to say. But if you if you know that sleep is a real problem for you, and it's the thing, the thing that's holding you back from the things that you want to do, be that in your work life or, or for your health and fitness goals, being aware of, of what you do during the day and how that impacts when you're going to bed is not going to be a harmful thing. And nothing that we said today is, is lifestyle changing. Like if you know that you need to go and do a bit, be a bit more active during the day, yeah, that's, that's something that could be a lifestyle change. But it's, it's a bit of a positive thing. And it could just simply have been going for a walk or going up the stairs at work rather than getting a lift and, and just subtle things where you can build a little bit more activity into your day. Um, watching tv at night that might be the thing that you find the most um difficult to do because people are these days defined by what programs they watch between eight and eleven o'clock at night well at that point you suppose you have a bit of a decision to make about where your priorities lie is it do i miss that program tonight i'm gonna catch up on netflix wherever it is or, or do i try to get to sleep um and there's loads of other things as well that we can really get into but it's, it's kind of scratching the surface but what is what is the core base of the problem and, and, and hopefully being a bit more active, having a better sleep environment and having like a, like a one to two hour cool down of the brain to allow yourself to go to sleep at the time that you want to go to sleep for is, is really kind of where, where I think most people need to spend their, their kind of attention. Yeah. Another another little tip, Matt, that they, they always say about is um, as soon as you get up on the morning, the sooner you can see daylight, as soon as you can expose your eyes to daylight, it's supposed to help just kickstart that ready for day, doesn't it? It sets you up a little bit. That's supposed to be another one that... The... Yeah, absolutely. So we get into things like photo period and circadian rhythms and these kind of natural body cycles that, that people have. Yeah. And, um, and 
what the, the only problem we've got at the moment, and I, I agree that's what we do in an ideal world, but like like you just said this week, the clocks have changed and that's Paul. Yeah, it's dark getting, again, isn't it? Getting out of bed and it's dark and, and we don't have that opportunity. Uh, and like how many of us in the winter will go to bed, go get out of work, go to work and come home from work in complete darkness? And sometimes people awesome. working, working buildings, they might not see natural daylight all day. Um, and, and yeah, that, that is a problem. And like I say, today it's frigging snowing. So me walking around trying to like look at the sun to try and get some blue light. I sod that and freezing. Um, yeah, today, today has happens. been bonkers. Yeah. Blue sky again now, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's blue sky here too, yeah. yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then there might be another blizzard in half an hour. It's just yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Bad weather. Um, so Bad weather. Yeah, if you can, yeah. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of information about this, and I think they all live in Southern California where it's like 25 degrees all year round and it's bright sunshine all year. Like, yeah, brilliant. But yeah, it's about us, us poor Northern Europeans that live in the pissing cold all year round. No, yeah, it's no. definitely not as easy. Definitely not as easy. It's in. It's in. Um, so, like I said, I think we, we, we've only scratched the surface, haven't we, on, on the sleep um, topic, really. It's something that you, you can just go on and on and on about, can't you? There's just yeah. so many different. It, but in that light of it, with everything that we've spoke about, so yeah, I, I couldn't even get the words out there. But everything we've spoke about, because you do want to scratch the surface, there's so much um, there's so much we know, there's still so much we don't know about all these uh, different topics that you can go on and on. But I think more, but practical things initially have always got a bit best in so well, it's that simple. Uh, and then if you're more interested, you can go a little bit deeper, can't you? You can do your own stuff. We can come back on it another time and or even ask us, what about that? They could even ask us questions if they wanted to know, couldn't they? That's if they were over the years. Jeez. What about it? We can also share, you know, like any, you know, the TED Talks that we've got, uh, any bits of yeah, yeah. kind of research stuff on them, so we could share them as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll put those in the show notes to attach to this podcast as well, so, we, so people do want to kind of dig a bit more and explore a little bit more about the topic. That there's some some other resources out there that they can go and do, uh, have a look at. Uh, like I said, there's, there's loads of stuff out there, but I think there's some real kind of low-hanging fruits and real simple choices people can make that, that would help them get better sleep. Um, and, and if, if it's... Things like um, journaling at night, is that what we call like a mind dump. So some people like they do all these things, but they're stressing at night. They're, they're, they're going to bed with like the mind still churning over the, the, the day. So things like uh, having like a journal and, and just like dumping your thoughts on a page before you go to bed, just going, I've dumped, like I'm, I'm putting my day on this piece of paper and that's done with. So I'm not taking that stress to bed with me. And if they did that on, on a daily basis, eventually they kind of just get used to, Right, here's, here's today's stress. That's that's done with. Uh, tomorrow will be another lot of stress, I'm, I'm sure, but that's today done with, and I can go yeah. home in peace and then wake up and start again. But if you've got a bit like grinding your teeth, going, oh, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. Like stress is releasing cortisol, cortisol keeps you awake. You're not going to go to bed and, and sleep. And if you can't go to sleep in bed, you sit there awake, get up and go somewhere else. Like I said, like make your bed somewhere where you sleep, not somewhere where you're stressing about sleep. Do that somewhere else, and then when you feel really yeah. tired, you can keep your eyes up and then go back to bed. Like, don't don't let the bed be a source of, of stress. Yeah, or somewhere else. Cool. All right, I think we'll leave it there. I think we've yeah. covered yeah. Um, everything so. we wanted. To. Anyway, we spoke about the points that we wanted to get across, didn't we? Um, just be aware of time again. We said, like, so we've got a bit of a limit that we want to keep them to. Um, so I think that's pretty much it. In it, so I would say. 
I've, I still feel like I'm still learning. There's loads, loads more I want to read into this um, a little bit further. So hopefully, if you have been listening, you've picked up a few pointers there and it might kickstart you into wanting to learn more about it and hopefully it might change things for you. Um, spur you on to try and get some more sleep. Be- or better sleep, that's yeah. the key, isn't it? Better, yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on where you are, but more and better sleep, that would never even be a bad yeah. thing. But don't be late for work. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not excusing that. We can't afford or your training that. session if you booked in. <laughs> hey, yeah. five months and you've slept in. We're not happy about that. There's <laughs> a, a double cost. That one. It's a, it's a double bubble, that session. <laughs> I was just in the middle of a deep sleep cycle, so I thought I'd better stay in bed. That's why I'm late. <laughs> right, awesome. All right, good to see you again, mate. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like the episode, we'd like you to share with us that on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. You can listen again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review and any comments would be more than appreciated. And hopefully you'll tune back next time for our next episode. The Yorkshire Fitness Podcast.